It's sometimes it's not about how hard can I force this. Sometimes it's about softening and timing and teaching yourself to have the timing that you need. I could see it reflected in the feminine energy in this cyclical way that we are, our, our bodies, that feminine energy does best is allowing ourselves to come in and out of that energy and manage it when it's right. And then it's go time when it's go time. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by nutritional therapist Cassie Knavel and professional esthetician and makeup artist Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Welcome, welcome to Rebel Heart Radio. So glad you guys are here. This is another wonderful best of week. We're going to be rolling it back to episode 70 where we talked about um, energy management and mood cycling and meditation and really like energy management. This episode was kind of a like beginning of our journey and things that we were learning. Cassie and I both were learning about Um, you know, how do we, how we struggle with using all of our energy, time and our talents and using it well, you know? And I think that this is a beautiful reminder right now because I need that reminder constantly. This year has thrown me for such a loop. There's so much unexpected things. It's like this big unknown. (laughs) I feel like I want to do a Disney reference, but I'll, I'll spare you guys. Um, it's just a wonderful time to be reminded that you can take care of yourself. You can take care of yourself and be your best self through learning more about your own energy management, um, cycle syncing and, um, meditation is a big part of that as well. Not to say that either one of us are experts, but we have, you know, implemented the best we can throughout this year. And, wanted to remind you guys definitely still get on Cassie's email list and download her Northwest Kitchen holiday cookbook. I had so much fun making her pie recipe. Like I have never made a chocolate custard in my life. I ruined the first one uh, because I did not understand that it's a time sensitive thing, but that crust Oh, you guys, the pie crust can be so good for so many things. So this should be definitely a part of your arsenal. So definitely get onto her email list and get that free copy for yourself. Enjoy this episode. So this week on the podcast, we're actually just going to do a nice little catch up episode. We know that everyone is kind of getting into the rhythm of school. It's been a couple of weeks since school started by the time this episode comes out and you know, we just got some updates on life with kids and home and end of summer and beginning of the school year. And um, we got a really good response when we did our last kind of catch up slash updates episode um, where it's just Jen and I kind of shooting the breeze. So that's what we're going to do today. And I'm here for it. I'm excited. Basically, you guys get a recorded version of our conversations that we have every our conversations. day. <laughs> Which is basically Hence this the, podcast. The birth of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Girl, I want to know what's up with you. I know that like it's been, we talked last week about how mm-hmm. it's been a really busy summer and a really challenging mm-hmm. time, but I'm also seeing you having so much more intention when it comes to your journey into kind of self-actualization, self-awareness and leaning yes. into creating a really beautiful schedule that honors your body and your energy and your mind and your lunar cycle and all of the things. So oh I want to hear yes. about all of it. Cause I think it's going to be so impactful for other people to hear how you're doing this and kind of where you came from and where you're at now. Like tell us the story. Yes. 
Yes. I mean, I know you guys have heard us talk about the the Enneagram a ton, but it's super relevant to me specifically because I'm an Enneagram two. I have a pretty strong wing three. So I love to help people and I will achieve <laughs> like all at the same time. Like, but you uh, like to help my, people my at the cost of yourself. Yes. At a, at a high level. Yeah. And to the detriment of my own like my own self so and it's been it's been about a year since I started really leaning into that and really leaning into like who I am and getting to know myself on that level and creating boundaries and I'd already started to intuitively do that but once I started to get to know myself better it it was almost like I had so many aha moments of like permission to myself of like it's okay to do this and it's okay to do that. So this season of like this part of my life, um, I'm realizing that when I know myself the best, my type two-ness lives in its power. And that's part of like, when you lean into those um, times of integration and stress, like they talk about this on the Enneagram is that everyone's number will lean towards another and take on attributes of another number. Um, in times of stress and then lean into another number in times of growth or integration. And in a two state of growth, we lean towards fours, which I find really interesting. My mom's a four and fours get a really bad rap. And I feel like they're super misunderstood in a lot of ways because they are the most in tune, but also means that they also have a lot to say. You know, there's just, there's a lot of like, big emotions going on with fours and things like that um but the the best part about fours is that because I, I really wanted to study this I wanted to understand like hey when I'm growing what what does that look like like what what kind of space am I in when I'm growing and fours are really good at being okay with every emotion like they don't mm. avoid pain they don't avoid suffering they don't avoid sadness they're like I'm sad I'm angry I'm like they feel all the things and well and they feel um, more comfortable not necessarily in pain but in like melancholy yes yeah and and they acknowledge it whereas like there's a lot of other types in um, the number spectrum that are like I'm fine everything's fine I don't like, you know, everything's fine. And they kind of avoid as much as humanly possible. Um, Hi. Um, (laughs) um, (laughs) Well, interestingly enough, in times of stress, I take on the Enneagram eight attributes and my children can attest to this. Um, When I'm stressed, I turn into like a military sergeant. Like I'm I'm not fun to be around because I'm very like regimented. I'm very like abrupt. I'm very... um, yeah, I can't think of a better way to put it than all those things. And um, I'm an excellent cleaner when I'm stressed. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. Oh, um, my one friend who's a four, shout out to Heather, um, is like a cleaning master. <laughs> Good for her. When she's man. stressed or like, frustrated. I strive. And it's just part of her routine every single day, too. But I'm always like going to her house being like, I wonder what's going to happen Girl. when you have your baby. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. I was a terrible cleaner before and it got worse when I had kids. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but it, it having said all that, it it's been an absolute blessing to know those things about myself because I it's like I'm giving myself permission and I'm I'm taking that 30,000 view. Mm-hmm. I'm like leaning out, right? Like we're talking about that lean out, lean in concept. I've done a lot of like leaning out and like having an a 30,000 foot view perspective on what's happening versus feeling so like tunnel vision that mm-hmm. I can't seem to like learn from something or grow or, um, and so I feel much more, um, introspective, uh, which is interesting because my, my type two wants to just, I, I walk into a room and this is a real thing. And when I read this about twos, I went, Holy crap, I do that. Twos walk into a room and they intuitively know, when somebody's had a bad day, they intuitively know when somebody is like somewhere else and they're, they're contemplating, you know, something big or, you know, I don't even have to be in the room with them. Most people (laughs) don't see right through me, (laughs) 
because of who I am, but you do every time. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. Like, and <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm leaning into that a little bit more too, but but because I'm being so introspective and thinking more about myself, I find that to be more powerful than it is otherwise, which I find really interesting. When I focus more on myself, I'm able to be mm-hmm. helpful to other people. I'm able to live in that space that twos live best where it's helping other people when they want it and they've given permission. And like, I'm just more aware of, you know, for instance, I had a friend who was talking about, um, using the beauty counter tinted sunscreen and she was like holy crap i love it i have stained my grout orange (laughs) (laughs) and i was like oh oh no and uh we were we were discussing it back and forth about what she's gonna do about it she tried a couple things it didn't work and the past me would have showed up at her house with a cleaning supply that i thought would have been helpful to her and i would have cleaned the grout for Mm -hmm. her (laughs) i would have done that this time around, I said, hey, I have a possible solution. Would you like me to drop it off? That was different for me. Like in the past me, I just, I would insert myself places. And I think because I know I know myself better and I'm like doing a better job. And, and she's the kind of person, she's very private. I don't think she even wants me in her bathroom. But she wouldn't uh, like have said no if I would have showed up at her house because she just would have felt obligated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so... I think I've just, I don't know, I just, everything feels a little more calm because I'm learning to lean out, look at this 30,000 viewpoint and really evaluate what's happening. Whereas before I would have been too reactionary to be able to like react in a way that would made sense for everybody. <laughs> so I think that that's really like my biggest takeaway lately is that I'm I'm really proud of myself for doing those things and especially going through a really um, incredibly emotional season with um, some family things that we've been dealing with. The past me would have just soldiered on and I would have just I would have tried to be there for everybody else and I decided that I wasn't going to do that this time. I was going to make sure that I was okay and do as much love as I could but I would be better for it if I really like took care of myself first. And so I think that recovering from something really um, potentially traumatic can be a huge learning curve for twos. Absolutely. It's, it's really easy to just (laughs) power through it and think that you're fine. Then that becomes baggage and I was like no 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 I'm not gonna do that so um something else that I've been really into that I have found really helpful for myself is um you might have seen me talk about this on my Instagram stories if you follow me on Instagram but uh I've been really into the Calm app lately I am a yearly subscriber I love this app it has become a huge part of my routine my life um but more importantly I'm teaching my kids the power of meditation through this app, which has been, I mean, night and day difference for Lucy. I think Paxton already kind of employs this a little bit because he he accidentally like keeps bringing peace into his life. But Lucy has such big feelings that she doesn't take the time to to calm self-soothe as much Mm. as she can everything feels larger than life and she feels out of control she doesn't know how to like she relies on my physical touch to calm her and she's getting to the point where it's like i can't be with you every second of the day babe Mm. like i can't i can't be that for you the rest of your life like and so i really feel this um responsibility to teach her tools like actionable tools. And so this Calm app has a whole section for kids and kids meditation and they do it by age, which I think is brilliant. It's like they do um, four and under, five to six, seven, eight, and then I think 10 and up, I think. And the five to six-year-old ones, one I've been doing with her, and they have this one that's called Warm Warm Belly. And it is honestly... It makes me so happy. It's the the most, 
and it's like maybe five minutes. And um, the narrator asks you to sit down and get calm, put your hands on your belly. And she even suggests to lay down if you can. And um, she begins the whole thing with a, a bell. And she's like, I want you to listen to the bell from the very beginning all the way to the end. And it's this ding sound, almost like you would expect from an, a hollow pipe. And it it vibrates and resonates for a good 10 10 to 12 seconds, which is kind of a long time for listening, especially for a kid, right? And there's something about that that like brings your attention very specifically to her and what she's saying. And we go through this meditation where she asks you to breathe in and notice what it feels like to breathe in. What does it feel like to breathe out? And then she brings you to this beautiful meditation around imagining yourself on a beach with beautiful clear blue water. And and then she guides you through this whole process of what it feels like to have sun on your body mm-hmm. and um, talks about that warmth. And yesterday, just yesterday, I used this with her and she was having an absolute meltdown about something. And I don't even remember what it's about. And this is just how it is sometimes. Like, And she was she was sobbing crying and I couldn't figure out why I could like there was just so much that it was just something big was happening in her head and it's like a lot of like inner turmoil you know and I was like and so we went on my back porch with my new patio equipment well new patio stuff to me (laughs) furniture and I have a glider um love seat now and I put her on the love seat with me and we just glided and listened to this app and I can, I put my hand on her belly because she wouldn't do it. <laughs> and within maybe a minute, she started to slow down and I could, I could literally feel her body calm. And so this app has just been so instrumental. I know that there are, um, I think you can get a month free, like a free trial to try it out. We also do the sleep stories and I love them. The sleep stories are narrated by the most soothing amazing voices and there's kids ones and there's these beautiful stories about a father and son at sea and they're but and and they're all very like they're not adventurous but they're just adventurous enough that you're interested and then it just lulls you to sleep it's the best thing ever so that's been my way of meditation is is like allowing someone else to guide me through it so i've really enjoyed that awesome i feel like I feel like we're all kind of getting back into the space of meditating again. <laughs> I I let it go yeah. for the longest time and I was working it in and trying to make it a habit during the summer, but I just can't imagine how that could have such an amazing impact on your life if you had started it as a kid, like your kids. That's I hope so. You're doing them such a beautiful beautiful service. I just I'm like so proud of you. you know what's cool is they're being taught to do it in school. I love that. I, it is, it like almost makes me emotional. Like it's, I'm like near emotional. <laughs> like they have, um, they have, uh, meditation Mondays uh-huh. and their school counselors come in and he's teaching them how to stop and evaluate their feelings. How are you doing today? Checking in with yourself. And I'm like, yes, this just makes me so happy. And they come home with homework sometimes where they're drawing pictures of how to cope with situations that they're in. By like uh-huh. taking deep breaths and like dealing with their feelings. And I'm like, oh gosh, that just makes me so happy. So I just want to honor that and support that. And because that has been a problem of mine. <laughs> like, I don't stop and evaluate how I'm feeling like ever. And I've, I've always had a problem with that. So getting better though. <laughs> I'm I excited to have that. a routine so I can get back to it too. So I think it's yeah. wonderful. But there's also... Like, I think that that also speaks to this whole, like, lunar cycle thing that I've been into as well. And, again, this is, like, another layer to get to know myself better was um, learning how my menstrual cycle um, focuses itself around the lunar cycle and what that means. And for me, it was an interesting process because um, there's two different cycles called a red moon cycling and white moon cycling. Mm Mm-hmm. And white moon cycling is uh, more common. It's it's where you bleed on the new moon and you ovulate on the full moon. So and there's a lot of talk about what that means energetically. And but I'm the opposite. I red moon cycle. And in fact, I pulled early to the full, the full moon. I, I bleed on the full moon, ovulate on the new moon. So so interesting. And I 
It is fascinating. And I pulled four to five days early last month to bleed on the full moon. Like that was, that was rough. <laughs> that was really <laughs> rough. I was like, what's happening? And I, it's interesting. I talked to a few friends and they did the same thing. They don't live anywhere near me. I don't talk to them all the time. They're friends that I talk to every now and then. And we, we did the same thing and we all had a very similar experience. And so I was like, there's got to be something to this. So I've learned a little bit more about what that means energetically for me. And so it's been a way for me to mm-hmm. like manage my energy, um, which is again, another way for me to give myself permission to live my life in a certain way and understand that this is going to be hard because this is energetic where I'm at, but I don't get to choose sometimes like what the schedule is like. So Mm-hmm. It, I don't know. It's just, it's been a really, um, the last few months have been really eye opening because I've done so much learning about myself, which also makes it hard, but that makes me, now I feel armed and like ready to take that information and do things with it. So that's been honestly like the largest update ever, but there's a lot to say. <laughs> oh my goodness. I think. I think that's awesome. I feel like I I don't, I'm just barely digging into the whole lunar cycling with your menstrual cycle and all of those things. I really just tried to get a hand in my own menstrual cycle and mm-hmm. understanding like where my energy lies within that. And that's kind of been my journey is not digging as much into the lunar cycling, but like the energy management side of it. But I think it is all completely mm-hmm. fascinating. I can't wait to talk about this on the podcast more. Um, our plan yes. is to bring someone on to talk about lunar cycling in the future. Um, but for me, it's it's been about like leaning into each of these phases and what in each phase you should be kind of looking for and um, kind of pointing your energy toward. So all of this is in um, the do less book by Kate Northrup. And you can also find it in various places on the interwebs as far as um, like looking at your menstrual cycle goes and understanding each phase, but there's several phases. I don't know about the actual order of all the phases. I mean, I know what order they go in, but I don't know which one is supposed to be first in this list. Um, But basically Mm. like the follicular phase, which is right after your what? Menstrual phase? Yes. So you have your menstrual phase and during your menstrual phase, you tend to need to focus on like rest, reflection and research is what she says in the book. And during your menstrual phase, you're, you're kind of your most intuitive and you have this greatest sense of like what needs to shift. It's a really good time for evaluation and research and reflecting on what's working and what's not working. And I don't know about you guys, but when I'm on my menstrual cycle, like I'm truly in the section where I'm, I'm bleeding. (laughs) I am in this place where I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to start anything new. I don't, I just want to sit in my bed and have my computer there if I'm working Mm. and, Mm -hmm. and work on backend stuff. Like, yeah, I'm not interested in socializing at all. Don't be bothering me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, Mm. I have, I've always felt like I've had this innate wisdom that happens during that time of like, okay, this is working or this is not working. And I always kind of thought it was maybe like the lack of energy that comes during that menstrual phase that helps me dictate that. But that's part of Mm -hmm. this, this, you know, kind of cyclical, looking at your energy management and focusing on that. And then follicular phase is like the week after your period and it's for starting things. So it's like, okay, you, you shed, you shed that layer and now let's start something new. And it's brain brainstorming and planning and ideas and projects. So I like to do like a lot of batch editorial planning during this time. Um, which I don't get to do a lot of, (laughs) but I try try to during that time. Um, and then next <laughs> is ovulation and ovulation. This is like not surprising at all. Right. Is for connecting and communication and collaboration and pitching. And it's when your brain, when you're the most magnetic. Yeah. And- it's when your brain is like the most verbal and fluent. And so this is a great time to do like interviews and workshops and speaking gigs and networking and all of that kind of stuff. And then obviously connecting with your partner. Hello, ovulation. And 
Yep. And then the luteal phase is when you bring projects to completion. So you focus really heavily on like detail oriented work and really turn within. And this is when like the brain is the most detail oriented. So you're looking at like your analytics and finishing projects and sitting by yourself and kind of getting back end work done similar to the menstrual cycle. But this is a, kind of a different um, a different phase where you're actually looking at like way more detail oriented stuff. And I find it really interesting that that phase is just a little bit longer. It's yeah, it is. And it's like, Hey, pro- yeah. bringing projects to completion takes time. Right. Yeah. So it feels it's right. like a, it feels right. Yep, it's like a nine, it's like a nine day thing, 10 day thing. Right. And so mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. basically this last, I've been tracking my cycle for the last few months and kind of, you know, on this, on this purpose of just trying to have a good handle on my energy and understanding, you know, where I'm coming at, um, or where I'm coming from in terms of, you know, what's my starting energy point for this particular week or this particular project or whatever it is. And this last month, I wasn't really paying attention, but I had already written out in a calendar, like when my luteal phase started, like all of these phases of my, my cycle. That's where, that's where I'm at too. And, <laughs> and I'm not there right now, but in my luteal phase, it was like the day my luteal phase started. I was like, okay, I got to get some back end work done. I'm going to go look at my analytics. I'm going to look at I have like six like tabs of spreadsheets open. It was all sorts of stuff. And then I looked at my calendar. Oh, I'm tell you how many tabs I open. looked at my calendar and I was like, oh, okay. This is real. This is a real uh-huh. thing. So I've tried to kind of yeah. um, lean into it and have a good understanding of when I'm in what cycle, but I also wasn't remembering what cycle meant what. So I was just trying to tap in and be like, okay, listen to myself, what's going on right now. Um, and it's been so interesting. I really recommend doing this and I'm sure there are other resources that I haven't landed on yet, but the do less book is a, is a great place to start with all of this. Um, and like I've said before in previous podcasts, it's related to motherhood, but this is, for all women (laughs) this book is for feminine energy all yes yeah if you you resonate with feminine energy so even not just women um and she says that in the book and I really like I love that um she's so inclusive with her approach to this which I think is um essential not just important it is essential and so yeah it's it's just been a really interesting thing for me kind of leaning into that And then taking that kind of view as I go to plan September and honoring those phases throughout the month of September. And the interesting thing already, I know. And the interesting thing is that I definitely am going to be at two different retreats and a work thing during a phase that does not match up with that. So it's going to be really interesting. Oh, suck. I'm like, oh, suck. oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's at least it's not menstrual. It's going to be luteal, but it's, it's, it'll be my, mine actually going to match up perfectly. I, I couldn't have planned it better. That makes me very happy for you. I'm going to lean on you. I'm, <laughs> and I'm, yep. And we'll be together for a little bit of that. So I'm going to be like, I see you. That's perfect. Yeah. Sometimes it's all you need, right? Yes. Sometimes <laughs> it is all you need. So I, I think it's really interesting. I think both of us are kind of in this place where we're trying to just lean into honoring not only like our bodies and our energy, but our, our schedule and our commitment to self. And that's something that I really mm-hmm. want to work on moving forward is um, making some more clear commitments to myself as I move into kind of this next season of the year and this next season of life with a kid going to preschool, what's happening in my life and and my husband going back to school and kind of just entering into a new rhythm and not allowing myself to get stuck in those previous patterns, especially as we enter into kind of the busiest season season with my business is the fall um, Mm -hmm. and into the holidays. So, and that's true for both of us. And I think, So I, I, I notice every, I'm feeling ready. this time. I notice every single month when there's some sort of 
um, push as far as work is concerned, a deadline or something like that. I let go of all these commitments to self to get those done. And the truth is I probably would get those things done even if I continued my commitment to myself. So I'm going to have non-negotiables that I, that I don't let go. And obviously those are like walking and lifting and meditation and, um, really spending like a third of my work day on my health, which has been suffering Mm. lately. So it's time to Mm. (laughs) do some more focusing Mm -mm. on that for (laughs) sure. I think it's really interesting watching you go through this because when we first met a few years ago, it'll be when we first, cause we, we knew each other in high school, but I feel like we quote unquote met about three years ago, Mm -hmm. almost three years ago. It has been an absolute pleasure watching you go on this journey. Like, it sounds silly, but man, there's nothing more exciting than watching somebody uh, really lean into who they are and want to be themselves instead of running away. Because <laughs> like, you were you were coming full force at like energy management and all of these things that are going to give you the the space you need to accomplish your goals and sometimes that's not how hard can I do this it's sometimes it's how how gentle can I be mm-hmm. because you know I, I was <laughs> this is a, a weird analogy but I was I was taking in some of some of Dr. Laurel Perdue's content mm-hmm. on her Instagram, and she was talking about women in their postpartum state when they have um, leaking from their bladder from jumping that sort of a thing. And she was discussing how it's it's not about how hard you can force it and and flex that into place. She's like, it's not just about kegels for a lot of women. She's like, sometimes it's about softening and timing. Mm-hmm and teaching your body that timing. And I was like, wow, this is like blowing my mind because that's so true with so many things. It's sometimes it's not about how hard can I force this? Sometimes it's about softening and timing and teaching yourself to have the timing that you need Mm -hmm. to be able to accomplish the goals you're going for. And I was like, wow, my public floor is just teaching me all the things. Thanks Laurel. Uh, (laughs) And it, um, I can see it reflected in, the feminine energy in the cyclical way that we are our our bodies that feminine energy does best is allowing ourselves to come in and out of that energy and manage it when it's right and then it's go time when it's go time and I can I can see that 100% in you I can see you when you're running and I can see you when you're resting and I'm so freaking proud of you oh thank you I still have so much work to do but I feel like most of the work I have to do you know we've talked about tapping into vulnerability. And, um, for me, mostly it's softening in so many ways, like softening my expectations for myself, softening my energy, allowing myself to rest, allowing myself to recharge all of those things. And you were talking earlier about how with the Enneagram, you're in this deep phase of growth and you're managing your stress and you're in this place where you're like, okay, what does growth look like for me? Cause you're ready to step into that space and, and do the work mm-hmm. to get there. And for me, mm-hmm. I was, I had to go back and be like, oh my gosh, what does it look like when I go to my stress, when I go to, um, you know, disintegration essentially within the Enneagram and for an eight, that means going back to a five and we talked about this previously, but basically fives wake up with like 25% battery life in the tank and that's what they have for the day. So they have to manage, <laughs> yeah, conserve energy and manage it, um, very well and, or just be really selfish with their energy. Um, and not that fives mm-hmm. are selfish, but it's just something it's self-preservation. Like you have it's to protective. Yeah. And yeah. it was really mm-hmm. interesting. I've been digging into, you know, all of the Enneagram resources and learning about eights. And of course those things resonate with me, but how I wake up and feel in the morning is like a five. Like that's how I wake up. That's how I feel. And so for me, I had to lean into that to be like, mm. Oh, you've been in stress for the last three years, <laughs> basically since I had a kid And it's been, I haven't allowed, and even though business has grown and I've grown personally, I haven't felt the energy, the freedom, the, the expansiveness to be able to lean into growth as an eight. And I definitely think I occupy some healthy spaces as an eight, but I think I also occupy some average spaces as an eight. 
and have definitely lots more work to do in that Mm -hmm. regard and deep in my kind of core number and in in those kind of self-identification things. And so for me, I had to like look pretty deeply inward and be like, okay, what's on, what's on the menu for this fall? Okay. Therapy, (laughs) sleep, therapy, sleep. (laughs) And I kind of got to this point a couple Mm -hmm. of weeks ago where I was like, okay, I think I'm, I think it's go time. Like, I think I'm ready to jump back in. And it's been so funny ever since I literally said that out loud, I had the stomach flu I had, (laughs) this is really hard for me to admit, by the way, because I was like, go time. I'm good to go. And I am good. I am good to go in the sense that I (laughs) am going to manage my energy and, and do more tasks and things that I want to do in my business, but actually be very specific about when I do them and how I do them. Um, so to be way more intentional about Mm -hmm. it and jumping back in, but like basically a month it's probably a month ago actually I I said okay it's go time like I'm ready I feel my energy returning everything is great my workouts have been great my sleep is great my meditation has been on point blah 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 <laughs> uh, yeah no for real it's Charlie wah, Brown's wah, status wah, like wah, what wah. is that adult over there saying they have no idea what they're talking about and then I got the stomach flu, which I picked up from, you know, a family member. And then, um, I started to feel better and I was like, okay, getting back in the gym, feeling good. Like I, I did the rest. I laid in bed and did nothing, which was so hard for me. So I have to like commend myself. There is growth in that because previous Cassie would just push through. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and then I had a, like a cold (laughs) with a fever and then now I'm dealing with immune issues and hives. It seems like I'm having some sort of autoimmune response to either a food sensitivity or, um, some sort of like bacterial issue. And so I'm having skin issues. Mm. I'm having gut issues. I'm having sleep issues. And it just all kind of came about like right after being sick twice (laughs) And I, I just, I've, you know, oh been gosh. seeing the same people in my life, my mother-in-law and my mom and other family and friends over this past month. And they're like, are you still sick? Like, are you sick again? Or are you still sick? What's happening? And it took a few of those interactions where I was like, to, to allow myself to soften and notice the humanity and what I'm going through and to lean into, okay, no, this is not mm. go time. This is go and this is go intentionally, not the right time. but still, yeah, Soften leaning into that timing. rest. And so it's actually been a really hard mm-hmm. month for me personally to just feel, def- I've just felt deflated. You know, you come to this place where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to grow mm-hmm. and I've Defeated got like and- some wind in my sails. My lungs are getting full. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's empty. And so... Yes. It's like that big breath before. Yes. And, and I, for anyone out there who's <laughs> oh. dealing with, with, um, fatigue and energy issues and immune issues, like, man, I feel you. And I'm kind of a medical mystery right now. Um, and you know, obviously a big part of that is me needing to step out and actually ask someone else for help when it comes to my health. So we're going to get back into that and work with my naturopath, yeah. but it's, I, man, it's been a really difficult season of just kind of honestly realizing my humanity and lack of invincibility. And that's, that's what they say, you know, for Enneagram eights, it's your superpower is superpower. Like you, you think that you're impervious to all of these kind of conditions and things that come up at other people. And, and despite the fact that I know that isn't true, I operate from that. I'm like, Oh, that doesn't apply to me. (laughs) That's, that's generally my like, Oh, well this works for other people, but you know, that doesn't apply to me or that doesn't work for other people. Oh, that doesn't apply to me. Like I'm the exception (laughs) to every rule, which is such bullshit. Um, (laughs) it's laughable. (laughs) I know it's laughable. It's, it's no, it takes a really strong person to admit that out loud. But I have to say, like, if you listen to this podcast and you're my friend, please don't, (laughs) please don't lean in and pity me. Like this isn't, I, it's been really interesting. I find myself pushing back when people are like, are you okay? I'm like, fuck off. (laughs) 
I'm fine. I'm always fine. And no, like, no, I'm not fine. (laughs) See, that's funny because in my Tunis, I don't ask. I just bring you like bone broth. I know. And so what I'm saying is I am trying to be more clear about what I need from people through this season because I've had just so many people tell me what I need to do. And that's another thing that just makes me want to punch someone (laughs) in the face. Like the sweetest, most well-meaning friends have said something to either Josh or myself of being like, Cassie just needs to slow down. And you're like, and I'm over here being like, I have (laughs) back off. You You don't don't understand. understand. You don't understand. No, I have slowed down so much, so much. And so it's those people who don't necessarily know like the work that's gone in over the last year and, and how everything has gone. But it's, I, it's I just leaning into that eightness of not wanting to be vulnerable and mm-hmm. putting myself in a place where, again, I'm looking at vulnerability as weakness. And I know full well that it's not. There's a lot of power in vulnerability um, and just allowing myself to be human and have issues without. Yeah. And it's hard for me to share those things on social media. Like if you guys are wondering why I'm so quiet on social media, like this is such a safe space for me, the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate you guys and making that safe space for us and allowing us to occupy time in your day. Um, but for me, it's just been, it's hard for me to show up on social media when I'm not feeling a hundred percent because then I'm announcing my lack of like invincibility Power. to the world. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's not, it's not something that comes easily to me. So no, it's, a, it's an incredibly vulnerable thing to admit that because let's face it, when somebody gets sick, there is so much out of your control that you don't get to choose. And mm-hmm. especially if it's something that seems like one thing after another and it it's, it's also like for me when I get sick like that I feel like a victim (laughs) I'm like this is happening to me yes I feel like a victim and I'm like I'm no fucking victim exactly (laughs) yes I can I am not a victim yeah don't you dare yeah no I I can understand that yeah and I think that there's um incredible strength and in um, admitting that what you're going through is, is just this is the reality of the situation and and I get it and I, I go into conservation mode when there's like a lot of things going on and I get kind of quiet on social media too um, but it comes from a place of like I need to come inward to understand what's happening mm-hmm. and be smart about this so I don't carry baggage around like yeah and I it's mean, not just about how vulnerable I look on social media or feel right. it's more about how I feel I really don't care how I look on social media um it's it's just it's having like conserving energy and Mm -hmm. output on all of these platforms is energy and when you have a lack that lack of energy you have to manage it in a way where you're giving it to the people and situations and projects that that need it and deserve it right yeah so for me that's my husband and my kid and my own health and then everything else has to come after that Yes, 100%. I feel you. I'm saying this out loud, so I have to listen to it later. <laughs> yeah, no, you'll have to like re-listen to the episode when you're like, huh. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> What's happening? Well, oh, I'm my proud gosh. of us. Like, we're we're really doing the thing, and we're never perfect, and we're never, to be truth be told, like, I feel like this is kind of where I'm going to live most of my adult life is mm-hmm. leaning into the cycles, leaning into the the change, leaning into self introspection and like really evaluating. And I want to get comfortable here because I expect this to be an ongoing thing. So when I say I'm proud of us, I don't mean like I'm proud of us because we've like arrived, quote unquote. <laughs> That is we just started. Yeah, that is there's zero arrival happening. I don't think that this is a destination situation. This is a Mm. journey situation. So what I mean by is I'm proud of us is because we're like going on this journey. And I I, I hope that this helps give other people permission to go on that journey and be imperfect and show up anyway and being okay with man this is this is going on <laughs> like and I, I'm yeah. working with it and this is how I'm working with it and 
Yeah. It's interesting. I, I feel like there have been many times in my life where I felt like I had to lean into the hard stuff, but the hard stuff was always in the, hu- the hustle, you know, it was in mm-hmm. the hard work. It was in pushing through mm-hmm. and now it, the, and that was, that was the uncomfortable space before like the growth, the hustle, the, the pushing, that was the uncomfortable space and everybody there's like the, you know, I don't know, it's a saying out there in the business and health world. That's like, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. But I now my uncomfortable place is rest and slowing down and turning inward instead of outward and like leaning into the vulnerability and the humanity of my current situation and and letting it letting it be and it's been really hard to acknowledge how uncomfortable that is for me and how much I avoid it. But Mm -hmm. I have to be in that space. Like I have to, I need to occupy a space where I am saying no to a lot of things and the reason Mm -hmm. being for my health. And that might make me appear weak and vulnerable and broken to the people who are receiving that information. And I just have to be okay with that. And they they may or may not be thinking that, but all I can think in my head is you don't know me. (laughs) You don't know me. (laughs) You don't know me. But it's, you know, I just, my family had a get together the other day or my husband's family and it sounded wonderful. It was like a crab feed and family and friends were coming over and my brother-in-law was kind of hosting things at my in-law's house. And I wanted to go so badly, but I was dealing with these hives that I've got going on and getting over like being sick and just, I had zero energy in the tank by the time I had tried to kind of have a normal day by like 3 PM. I told my husband, I'm like, I'm you're taking the kid and you're going by yourself. Like I just can't. And he's so amazing. He literally was just like, I fully expected that. Like I know. And I think the hardest part for me is, is I just never want anyone to feel like I'm not coming around because I don't want to be around. Yeah, and I, I think yeah. that's that's the divide for me is never wanting others to feel like they're unwanted or they're um, like I'm not pursuing a relationship with them. So part of I think a lot of this growing process for me is actually grabbing more relaxing, calm one on one time with those people that maybe I would normally see in like a group context. So maybe my mother in law and, mm. you know, things like that. So that makes I'm a leaning lot of sense. In trying to lean into that getting more one-on-one enjoyable relaxing time with the people that I love and care about you know it's interesting I was listening to you talk and I was like you know I I force my kids to do what you're choosing to do for yourself now um, because uh, my oldest deals with autoimmune issues and mm-hmm. his energy comfort con- uh, his con- being able to manage his energy is so important for him because mm-hmm. at any given time he can have tons of inflammation going on in his body and we can't tell, we can't see it, you know, but it comes out in his energy management. Like when mm-hmm. he's at school, there, there's a, a link that we send to his teachers at the beginning of the school year so they can read about what they can expect during his school day. And one mm-hmm. of the biggest things that they talk about is that you will see moments of crazy energy and then almost seems like you'll blink in the next moment. They won't be able to lift their head off the desk. Mm. And it's because their body's in this inflammatory state and they're, it's working on it. And so it's just an influx all the time. And so I have to manage it for him a lot. Mm-hmm. And so listening to you talk about managing your energy for yourself is such a, a huge step in the right direction I think for every human being is learning where their line is and what they can do because I'm trying to teach it to him so that way when he's a teenager when I know that I won't get to dictate a whole lot of his Mm -hmm. day like I do now that he'll be able to recognize like I don't think I'm going to go to that thing because I I need to rest like I just that is my biggest hope is that they know themselves well enough to take a step back And I don't, Mm -hmm. I won't expect that for them. I just hope that that's something that they can learn when they're home with me, you know, during this, this season of their life that they'll learn those things because that can be everything for someone dealing with anything going on with their body. Cause really like rest, 
it can be everything, right? So, and rest can mean different things for different people. Like we had a barbecue yesterday, it was Labor Day. We had a barbecue yesterday and um, Paxton stayed home with grandpa because um, there was a pool, <laughs> there was, and he's getting over um, a cold and I wanted him to be in mm. best physical condition that he could be for the first day of school. And um, I looked at him and I was like, I know you really want to go. And he goes, yeah, just bring me a burger. <laughs> just bring me back a burger and I was so proud of him in that moment because like normally he would have been like I'm fine I'm fine and then he would have been upset but he's starting to recognize Mm -hmm. how important it is to rest so I think that that's I think that's what's happening (laughs) but what a journey well and nothing like the humility of doing the same thing that your friend is doing with their 10 year old (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh well, and all the more like go through for myself emphasis, to recognize it no oh, all the more emphasis on the fact that i basically skipped childhood and went straight to adulthood oh yeah, girl oh joy I I okay i think that's enough i'm gonna have a um, vulnerability uh, hangover from this episode <laughs> This is why we only do updates once a quarter. (laughs) Yes. We love you guys. Thank you for joining us today. We hope that this, uh, you know, casual discussion of life and parenting and love and self-love and commitment and lunar cycles and 10,000 things is helpful for you (laughs) or just enjoyable entertainment. Um, Thanks you guys for, for listening and making time for us in your day. And we'll talk to you next week on the podcast. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com. Or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Hey everyone. So this, I always say, Hey everyone. This is like my new, uh, okay. So, (laughs) okay. so (laughs) I did that on the last episode, by the way. And I was like, Oh, it's back. (laughs) Oh, it's back. I, yeah, no, I, I did the same thing. Actually cut one out for you. Just so you know. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Okay. Let's start. Well, you said, okay. So, and you paused just long enough that I was like, Oh, Yep. <laughs> Cut it. Okay, start. Let's start again. Yeah, Mark. Oh, I love you.